Welcome to Going Blind Sucks. I'm your host, Destiny Adato, and with me, as always, is my wife, co-host, and sound engineer, Joy Masters. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Fine. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Good. Uh, so I apologize to listeners for the long delay between last episode and this episode. Uh, we're going to try and do them more regularly, but I also wanted to make sure that we only do episodes when we have something specifically to talk about. You know, I don't want to just have you listen to some rambling for a particular week. I want to make sure that it's something I'm passionate about. You don't think we've rambled? No, I know we have rambled. I'm not saying that we haven't, but I'm saying I want there to be a point to the rambling. All right. I don't want it to be just, you know, rambling for rambling's sake, because okay. there's a microphone and I have to record into it. All right. You mean like Charlie Sheen? Yes. Oh, exactly. topical. What? I just did it. Not going to make any sense in two years, but... That's fine. That's why it's called topical. Right. Uh, yeah, I right. just did that disclaimer. It's sort of like a built-in disclaimer. Exactly. Um, so first off, I want to thank everybody for all the letters that we've gotten. Um, everybody's been really supportive. Uh, and it's been really nice to, you know, hear people's stories. Uh, I'm sorry that they have the stories in the first place, but I, uh, oh, appreciate them sharing them. Uh, but I've noticed a common thread in a lot of the letters, not all of them, but a lot of the letters, uh, and in some other things that I've been reading lately. Uh, and it's a general sense of lack of support from their families or their friends and stuff like that. And a feeling of generally having to go through it on their own. Uh, I've been very fortunate uh, that, for the most part, my my family and friends have been very supportive. Uh, but I thought today we'd talk a little bit about what may cause that, mm-hmm. why somebody might be unsupportive, uh, maybe what we can do, and maybe if you have an unsupportive person who is listening, or an unsupportive person who is out there, get them to listen to this episode. Maybe they'll get a better understanding of what you're going through. Whoa, that's a lot of pressure. I know it is, but I think we're up to the challenge. See, what I did, I'm going to preface this by saying I forced Joy to wake up early in the morning to record (laughs) this episode. I'm not a morning person. Right. Uh, Because part of it is going to be, uh, at least for me, I know what I'm going through, and I know what aggravates and upsets me or whatever. And I I said to Joy, it's like, I need you to tell me what are the things that you resent? What makes you mad? You just keep piling on the pressure. I know. Uh, but I figured if I woke her up and I didn't make her any coffee and we recorded <laughs> it within 15 minutes of her getting out of bed, that I would get the most raw aggression possible. Wow. So uh, I think it's going to happen. Yep. <laughs> See, there you go. There it is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so lack of support from family. Uh, Which sucks. Wh- I don't understand it. Right. Uh, to me, it is it, uh, It's unimaginable. I mean, I can imagine it, but yeah, of course. it's very upsetting uh, because RP as it is, or various forms of going blind diseases, uh, I know not every listener is going to have RP, but some variation on it, uh, it's inherently isolating because it's separating you from the rest of the world. It's putting you in your little cave. So, and other people can't relate to it because frankly, who else do you know that is going blind? Nobody. You know, generally, one person is only, a person who has it is only ever going to meet a handful of other people who have it, unless they start a podcast or start going to conferences. But on your daily basis, you're probably not interacting with a lot of other people. So it's something that's separating you from others. It's something that other people, you know, like when it comes to being able to relate to it, you just can't. No matter how much I explain it to you, you can't relate to it well no one can fully understand what you're going through right unless someone has the exact thing you do or or something similar right and and i can't relate to somebody who's been told they have alzheimer's or parkinson's or cancer or whatever you know 
or whatever. Like you, you can't understand it unless you go through it. But hopefully, we'll we'll talk through it a little bit and maybe get people who don't to understand it a little bit better. Okay. Um, one of the first things that occurred to me, because um, a lot of people say it's family that uh, is unsupportive, and one of the things I was thinking of, it probably has a lot to do with guilt. And there's no good way to bring it up. Because I'll tell you right now, again, parents have been supportive, but there was a change when I told them about RP, especially with my biological mother. Um, you know, I've had issues with her since I was a kid, and there are various things that, you know, have not been so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I once I told her I had RP, all of a sudden there was this conscious concern for my well-being that had not been there before. And I guarantee you there are plenty of opp- opportunities for it to have been there, and it was totally lacking. So uh, I realized that, you know, at least for my biological mother and father, uh, they know that they're at fault in one way or another, you know? Well, possibly. Possibly. Yeah, it's possible it was spontaneous. But generally, right. if you hear that your kid has something genetic, right? odds are you, you play a part into it. Uh, and not it, not like they could have changed something. Right. I'm not saying it's their I, fault. I just wanted to... Okay. Yeah. It's not their fault. They didn't it know. It could have come through their genes, though, is what you're saying. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not saying they genetically engineered me to have RP going, ha ha, that'll be fun. <laughs> no. Yeah. I just wanted to make that clear. <laughs> yeah. That's all. But I can understand that sense of, you know, what did I do to this kid? Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, this is my fault. If I had waited 10 minutes, it would have been a different, you know combination of genes yeah. that got sent through or <laughs> yeah or if we waited a month or whatever um so you don't know but my parents have chosen to be more supportive because of it mm-hmm. uh but, but i could yeah. easily see on the other side where a person would feel angry because if you think that it's your mess up if you think that it's your fault then it's easy to bear resentment towards the thing that's reminding you of how you ruined something. You know, it's easy to want that person to downplay it. You know what, though? I think also, sorry to interrupt, but you gave me a microphone. I think also guilt doesn't necessarily come from a sense of being responsible for the situation, but also a guilt of not having that thing. Like, oh, crap. My, you know, why did I get lucky and not get this terrible thing and that dude my my whatever my husband my wife my son my daughter why did they get it and not me mm-hmm. so i think that's might be for the general that's my guess anyway yeah for general people that would be more what it is rather than i did this to that person yeah because yeah. I, I imagine like if i if i had gotten into a, a car accident and i had put somebody else in a wheelchair I would not want to see that person really ever. No. I would feel awful about it, but I would if I saw that person every single day, then I'd be like, oh man. You'd like, be reminded of your mistake. Yeah. Uh, and I would I would want them to go away. And I think if you have a kid, you you don't, in, in that situation, uh, or a brother or a sister, because yeah, because you have that same thing with your siblings too. If one of the kids has some sort of genetic disease and the other ones didn't get it, of course there's a guilt there that, yeah. like, that could have been me. Well, uh, I think even if it's not genetic, even if it's something like cancer or whatever whatever the disease or affliction is that make, changes that person's life, Yeah, you're going to feel bad because, one, someone you love is going through this. 
And two, you're not. And you're like, well, how do I go about enjoying my life? I mean, that's that's a little bit more yeah. um, extreme with a cancer kind of thing, but um, you know what I mean. Right. Like, you know, how do I go around living my life when my loved one is in pain or going through this terrible thing? Yeah. Does that make sense? It totally does. Uh, and I, I mean, I can tell you from my perspective, um, well, I don't look at my parents and go, this is your fault. Right. You know, I mean, I know that scientifically they probably were the ultimate cause of it, but I don't say you did this to me. Right. You know, um, and I don't think that other people out there, I'm assuming a lot of other people feel that same way, you know, and even, even if they don't, even if, even if they are, there is a certain anger there. Uh, I think it's important that everybody talk about it because one of the leading causes of families hating each other is not talking about it, about agreeing to just have that annoying thing be there all the time. Oh, of course. And never really approach it. And it, this is something that you live with. Uh, but that sort of leads me to my next thing with it is RP, at least, or, you know, things like it, um, is one of those weird diseases. Uh, and and this is going to sort of lead into uh, maybe something that a person who doesn't have it to help them understand. Uh, it's one of those weird diseases that the person who has it is trying to hide until they can anymore. Because, at least for me, I'll just talk my experience. Yep. You know, I found out in 2008, and, you know, obviously I did not want to identify as a person who was blind. You fought that. Yep. Yeah, I fought it. And, I mean, now I have a podcast about it, but uh, <laughs> I fought it for a while, and I still fight it every single day, despite the fact that I have a podcast and a website dedicated to it. Mm. Um, I don't go around screaming it. You know, I don't go around telling everybody. Uh, I have a job where they can't ever know. So, uh, it, our clients can't know. My my work knows. Uh, but you fight so hard to be regular. You tr- you fight so hard to hide it from people that there's almost that sense from people who I think are looking in that it must not be that bad. Because you're functioning. You look like everybody else. Maybe you're just bitching about it. You know, clearly you're able to get to and from work every day. Mm-hmm. Clearly you're able to hang out with your friends. How bad can it be? What is it? You can still see. You don't have cancer. Right. You're not dying. Deal with it. Uh, and yeah, you're not dying. It, it, yes, it is better than cancer. Yes. There is no question. But I'm only going to make that apology so many times. You know, right. I'm not going to be thrilled that I don't have cancer. <laughs> I am happy I don't have cancer. But it's not going to be something that's going to make everything else okay, you know? Right. Uh, I'm not a Buddhist monk that, you know, we're all part of nature and whatever happens, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, that's not me. Uh, I'm going to have a certain amount of resentment towards it. But but the point is that it's a weird thing, A, where you're constantly trying to hide it from yourself, from the world. You know, part of the reason that it's taken a little while to to do this episode is because the clock's changed and all of a sudden it's light out longer. And I know at least for me, I don't use the cane as much. I'm not, I don't have to be in, in tune with it as much because it's not dark and I come home and by the time I get home, uh, it's still light out, you know, and I leave in the morning and it's still light out. So I'm able to function in the world as more of a seeing person than a blind person. So I haven't been forced to deal with it as much, but you do, you know, like 
So I, I think for a person who's looking in at it, it's they don't understand what it is. And the other thing that I think people don't get, I remember there's one thing, I don't remember if it was my dad or my therapist uh, that said this. And I remember at the time it sort of made me mad. Um, and I realized that it was kind of flawed, but it, it had the best of intent. Um, they were saying that like, you know, your life was this way before, and now this is like the new norm. And this is the new norm that you need to get adjusted to. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that there isn't a new norm. If there was a new norm, you could get adjusted to it, you know. And again, the 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 common said, the common thing um, that I kept reading in all these emails was, uh, "It's just the way it is. Get used to it." Uh, and if it was just that simple, then we would. And maybe it's a situation where when you go f- fully blind, that works. But for a person who has RP. You are always changing the norm. What you could do a month ago, you can't do now. So, uh, so the norm moves, and there is no adjusting. There is no getting comfortable. Because sometimes you do. Yeah, sometimes you're like, all right, okay, I can deal this. I know that there was a list of things that I could do, and now I can't do them anymore. All right, I'll adjust it. Like if you, if you had your hand cut off. Uh, then there'd be a period of time where you'd be awful at everything. And then you would adjust to the fact that your hand was cut off and you'd get better at those things and you'd reapproach something towards normal because you've know, you know what your variable is and you function with it. The problem with uh, RP is that it keeps changing. What you could do in May, you can't do in August. So you're constantly mourning something new you know and yes you do spend all that time denying the truth of it you do spend all that time pretending like you're a normal sighted person when uh we went out to dinner over the weekend and we went out to a restaurant and i didn't bring my cane because it was still kind of sunny out at the time and we were together and normally when we're it's just you and i walking we don't use it uh but we got separated at the subway and when we got separated there was a crowd of people coming. I didn't see some of them. I banged into a couple of people, uh, and I instantly went to like depressed sadness, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, it was that reminder, and I had been able to forget about it for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I am a little bit better than I was. I'm a little bit more well adjusted, and I wasn't, you know. And I was forced into a reminder, and that's part of it. <laughs> like you end up when you can't see things, you get forced into reminders a lot, or you hide in the closet. You know, if you're gonna function in the world at all. You're occasionally going to get hit with something that's big. And depending on who you are, sometimes you're depressed all the time. And sometimes you just get hit with it hard occasionally. And I think it also depends on where you are in the process, too. Yeah, definitely. I know when I first found out, like, I would just cry for no reason sometimes. (laughs) I mean, there's a reason, but uh, it would just hit me. Now I don't do that as much. But... But there's still that depression there. There's still that like, oh my God, what's coming? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, it can come up out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and I think for a lot of people who uh, who don't have it, I think they look at it and they go, what do you want? I don't know what to do. You know? I don't know how to help that. And there isn't. And I think it just gets a general frustration. But I kind of want to turn it over to you now and go, what are some of the things that you 
find yourself going like, oh man, again? Or are there, are there th- or are you just awesome? I'm, I'm totally awesome. Okay. <laughs> no, I, well, I was thinking about it because I, too, sure, I have guilt because you've got it and I don't. And there's nothing I did to make you have it, but you're one of my loved ones. Yeah. My lovedest Thank one. You. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate seeing you in pain, as uh, demonstrated in the last episode. So, I get, I do get mad sometimes, but then I tell myself, you're an asshole. <laughs> you're not supposed to be mad at this because it's not you. You get mad at what specifically? Well, that well, what I'm trying to say is that I tend to, um, you know, put it away someplace and I'm trying to remember what those things are, but I know I do get mad. I think, um, I got to think about this. See, this is what you get in the morning. <laughs> well, there's, you know what makes me mad actually? And this may not be what you wanted, but when you leave your shoes around and then you trip over them, like sometimes you self-sabotage and mm. I'm like, like, dude, why are you making <laughs> it harder on yourself? Or, um, I don't know. There's sometimes where, oh, okay, here we go. When we're walking together. Yeah. Every once in a while, I know that I've said before that, um, that when we're holding hands and I'm supposed to be your guide and I know that we don't do it in the um the way that they teach you at at the lighthouse yeah <clears throat> because we hold hands instead of me holding your elbow but that's because we're a couple yes and you we're said, romantic we're romantic <laughs> only when you need me to be and um and we've decided that that's works for us yeah so it works for you but when you don't when I pull you to one side or I try to like say, oh, you got to come this way, you resist automatically. And it's like, you don't trust me. And I know that you said that's not the case, but the thing is, I'm, I'm the one that can see. Yeah. Why are you not following my lead? Well, because, because I'm the one that can see halfway. And sometimes yeah, like. I got all the way. I, I've, got, <laughs> no, I've got all my peripheral. I know. But there's, it's a general willing, it's a general like internal fight when like. You know, if a person's walking directly at us, if it's like one person and we're a couple and we know that the person can either go in the middle or the left or right of us, mm-hmm. um, like, because I, at that point, I can see them and I know that I can, I've already in my brain said, okay, well, I'm on the right side. I'm going to go right. You're going to go left. And then whatever. Then you pull me to the, you know, you pull me to the left and I'm just like, no, but I had a plan. I already know where I'm going. If you pull me to the left, then I'm in the middle because I'm already pulling to the right. But I'd also like to state for the record that yeah. when I say turn right, you often turn left. Right, but that's different. That's <laughs> No, but I also think, and, and I've noticed this before before we had to walk holding hands like that, I've noticed that you don't, for my comfort level, you don't give enough room on the sidewalks. Like if there's, if there's a, a one lane sized sidewalk, mm-hmm. you tend to be in the second third of it rather than the outer third. I'm a very big person. I know. That's why I would think that you would cheat more toward the outside. And if I were walking by you, I'd be like, dude, why don't you give me any room here? Like, let's... So that bothers me also because you don't trust me. Because I'm usually on the outside and you're on the inside of something and I'm pulling you towards the outside. For some reason, you choose to go to the other side and I don't get But I think the word that you use, trust... And I don't want to get into it here. That's but I think fine. the word you use, trust, is is wrong. But why don't you just 
because give I, way because to I, me because I said because I've already person. in my brain started moving in a direction. So I eventually go the way that you want me to go. I just don't go there immediately. I guess what I'm si- trying to say is that maybe that's the new normal for you. Or maybe that's something you should look at as this is going to have to be the new normal. At least when we're walking together or if you're walking with someone else and they have their hand on your on your shoulder or your elbow or whatever and they're like, oh no, we should go this way. The new norm should be I'm just going to follow them immediately because they can see something I can't. Mm-hmm. They already have an entire view and a plan within that entire view where I only I only made a plan in this more narrow view. Okay. okay. I, yeah, I just want to make sure that it that you understand that it's not like I think this person's bringing me to the right because they want to throw me into traffic. It's, <laughs> you Sometimes know, I do. I don't assume that there is an open manhole cover and that you are trying to put me in it. Right. It's just like it's me fighting maybe for my independence of like oh no, I still got this. I still you know, I can see it. And that's mm-hmm. that's a weird thing that that I know builds aggression from time to time is that sense of like um you not knowing what I can and I, I can't see right. and me not wanting me feel like me wanting to be as independent as I possibly can for as long as I possibly can and when somebody assumes that I don't see something then I'm like no how bad do you think that I am <laughs> but how could they know but exactly. still there's that always that sense of like no, it, clearly the thing's right there. And a lot of times they would other be like, clearly that building right that you walked into is right there. Right. <laughs> clearly. And it was stationary and larger. <laughs> yes. Clearly that branch that you face hit it was right there. Um, so, yeah, it's an inherent aggression thing that's going to happen between okay. between people. Uh, I'm sure it's not just me, or maybe it is. But I'm going to assume that everyone else in the world is exactly like I am. No, it makes sense, though, that you you still have that desire you still want that independence yeah obviously i would and you still have there's probably still pardon me a little bit of not denial but of not wanting to go to the next step of of blindness or of not being able to take care of yourself yeah so i was thinking about it and i think um one of the things that makes me mad sometimes is your desire to stay at home all the time and to not go out and do things because you're you're afraid i i find myself um telling my friends a lot that oh dustin won't want to come he's going to be really uncomfortable there mm. it's going to be dark he's not going to know anybody and he's going to be in the corner and then i'm going to be stuck with him in the corner because he's going to be sad and lonely which is all true yeah and so we don't do a lot of things together because of it mm-hmm. and also you know we have different likes yeah and that's fine that we've worked out a way to do that but i think more and more i I'm, I don't even consider bringing you places. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that makes me mad. It's like, I really wish he would come with me. I really wish that he would want to come with me. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it's like, maybe it's more like one of those things where the the wife says to the, and I don't mean to stereotype, but the wife says to the, the husband, no, it's not that I want you to do the dishes. I want you to want to do the dishes. <laughs> but I don't think hanging out with me should be equivalent to doing the dishes. But maybe it is in this case. Like maybe... Because you are, one, you're not going to be comfortable in the environment. Mm-hmm. And two, um, you don't want to have to deal with people that you can't see. And I, I don't understand. I mean, I understand intellectually. Yes, that would suck. But I also, part of me is like, come on, dude. What are you going to hide in the living room for the rest of your life? Mm. And that sometimes that makes me mad. Okay. But then I feel guilty about it. And I just go on about my business. <laughs> 
Well, I don't think it's something you should um, feel guilty about, but I also don't know that it's something that would change specifically. No, I know. I know it's not going to change. <laughs> I know that you, uh, you're you pretty steady. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so. I don't know if that's true for everybody, but I know that you are, um, you're a Taurus. You're a bull. Yeah. But I mean, I guess that at the heart of that is there that sense of uh, that that I'm making too much of it or sometimes sometimes I feel like it. I think sometimes using you, it as an excuse yes I do think sometimes you're using it. I know that you're not an overly social person although when you're in a setting that you're comfortable you can talk to anybody about anything yeah um, but the conditions for that comfort are, are very specific yeah and sometimes that makes me mad and I think I think it might have been the case before RP, but I think RP has magnified it. Well, now it's a get out of jail free card in some ways. Some ways, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, and I, I mean, I, I get that. Uh, I don't know what to do about it because, yes, in certain situations, I know going into it that it's gonna suck for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that the other people are not going to be able to or want to adjust to it. You know, it, sometimes if it's somebody who I know really well, I know that. That they know that, like, look, I'm going to sit... If I do go out to a bar or something like that, or out to a restaurant, I'm going to sit in one place and you come to me. Yeah. Um, But other people are not always necessarily going to know that. And, yeah, if I can't see them, I don't want to talk to them because it's hard enough. And Well, no, because... Why? Because you can't can't see their face. You're not entirely sure where they're looking. You can't read them as well. So, therefore, you feel as though you can't interact interact as well because you don't know the full picture of what you're i feel like i can't move in those places a lot of times well because you keep bumping into things right so it's a situation of like hey come out to this place and then don't even really wave your arms you know (laughs) like don't wander around you know and everybody's been in that situation where there aren't a lot of people that they know that well and then you have a conversation and the conversation sort of ends Mm -hmm. and then that person walks away to do something else and you can't walk away to do a different thing. You are just stuck where you were, right. you know, and you have to hope that somebody wanders around and that they're interesting and that they care about the thing that you're talking about. And if they don't, then it's just awkward upon awkward. Because so, you can't, you can't see to find another person. Right. So yeah, I, I, it's easier for me to avoid those things altogether. And it's, incredibly difficult to know what's an excuse and what's not and i imagine that that has a lot to do with some of the people who have resentment and who are unsupportive towards the whole thing Mm -hmm. that they don't they don't they just think the person's using it as a now i don't have to do anything i don't want to do Mm -hmm. and that maybe they're wallowing yeah yeah Uh, and sometimes they are yeah sometimes i am i know (laughs) i know that that's the case (laughs) Um, and you're entitled. I mean, everybody's entitled to wallow, whether or not they have RP. Right. Life sucks sometimes. <laughs> and then when you have this on top of it, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So um, I, I don't know how to explain uh, how to divide up what is wallowing and what's not, you know? You know what? I don't know if it matters, honestly. I think that because um, you asked how, how I felt about it. Yeah. And, th- and that's one of those things that makes does upset me sometimes but i also understand this part of the territory yeah and like i said i i say well i'm mad now and then i put it away someplace because it's not 
there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. Right. And when I when I do say to you, listen, I really it's important that you come with me. You come with me. Yeah. I just know that I can't play that card all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's usually in bulk over small periods of time. It does seem that way, doesn't yeah. it? Like, guess what? This week is gonna suck for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I also think that there's a lot of times where people out there don't realize what goes into that just come sit at the bar kind of thing mm-hmm. because yes it's i can't move which and, also means i can't move right so that you're not alone right and sometimes you i mean sometimes you're gonna sometimes you're gonna go off and talk to somebody or sometimes you're gonna do something like that uh, but especially in that situation it's like a two-hour reminder you know it's a two-hour i'm different than everybody else it's a two-hour I'm embarrassed because I'm different than everybody else. Are you embarrassed, do you think, because you're not quite used to it yet? Do you think in like five years it'll be easier? I don't know. Um, Because some might say, some might say, perhaps you're being a little bit of a baby. And why are you not hanging out with your friends just because you're uncomfortable when all your friends know your your situation and one of us is going to be with you at the bar? Yeah, maybe I am being a little bit of a baby. I don't know. Maybe I am. Uh, but I mean, again, I'm the type of person who never asks, who tries never to ask for help, who tries never to appear weak. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, growing up, I always felt like I had to do things specifically on my own. That that's how I needed to accomplish things. And I, I needed to not need other people. And I'm getting better at letting people who I am intimate with, you know, not Yes. Not friends. purely friends. friends. <laughs> um, close friends. Yes. Uh, but not that close. Asking them, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> asking them for help more. Mm-hmm. You know, leaning on them a little bit. Um, when it comes to somebody who's a little bit further out, I don't feel comfortable with that. And maybe I will. You know, maybe it's just something I need to get over. But for right now, for who I am, I am fighting it as hard as I possibly can. And in doing that, yeah, I'm probably costing myself a certain amount of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say definitely. Yeah. So you're you're actually fighting two different things. Yes. One yourself, and and something that you've been working on. I think you've been working on even before the RP. Yeah. Or trying to, you know, with, especially with me, and um, and and the RP stuff. Right. And that independent stuff, and not feeling like a fool. Because yeah. the way that you describe it kind of made me think of the kid in um, in high school or below where the parents like, why don't you just, talking to other kids saying, why don't you just go talk to Jimmy? Jimmy's over there in the corner. Why don't you just go say hi? Hey, is anybody, could anybody just go say hi to Jimmy? You know? Yeah. And it made me think of, of that, you know, sort of outcast kid in junior high. Yeah. Standing off on the side at the dance. And, and again, I know I've said this in previous episodes, but... But to get back to the people who are not supported by their by their families, um, yeah, if there is that sense that that person is wallowing, or there is that sense that that person is not taking advantage of certain things, part of what you need to realize is the victories that they are having on a daily basis. Because you don't know how many battles they have to fight. We don't know if they don't tell us. Right. Sorry. No. Yeah. No. You're right. You. You are. You're totally right. Um. And that's part of the problem, I, I think. I think it goes back to what you were saying about communicating. Yeah. And that families fall apart without communication. I think when you add something else like this in, it's even more important. Right. And also more difficult. 
because like you were saying with the independence you don't want to tell me all of your battles i mean maybe no. you'll tell me but the the next outer like the next step of friends or family you may not want to tell them all the minutia or what that you think they might think is minutia like oh my god it was really hard to I don't know, go to the men's room today because of XYZ or whatever it is. Yeah. And, uh, Do you know how many stupid men's rooms there are that are low lit and you're just like, I, <laughs> I hope I made me in the right direction. Yeah, I have to be by sound and it sucks. <laughs> so yeah, no, totally. Um, right. And, yeah, because it, it's a constant battle of a person trying to be as strong as they can and therefore not showing their other people what it really is like for them what it what what all those battles really are uh and yeah for for a person who you are close with you want to be strong for them and for a person who you are further out from you don't want to burden them with burden them with that crap i mean mm-hmm. sometimes you do but there are times like if you've only spoken to a person a couple of times ever you're not going to go into all the like all this you don't want to be the downer guy I mean, right. I don't want to be the downer guy. Some people might. Some people might just be like, yeah, here's a list of things that... Suck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think about that? And sometimes that happens, man. I mean, you can ask any of my friends. At some point, I've had like the two-hour conversation about how bummed I was. Yeah. Or they listened to the podcast about how bummed I was. Um, but, yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. I think it's, it's trying to figure out the best way to communicate that to other people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're going to be jerks. Sometimes they are just going to be like, well, that makes me sad and I hate you for it. You know? (laughs) Well, and also you're going to put some responsibility, not intentionally, but inherently responsibility is going to be put on the the seen person or the person without whatever affliction you have. And they're going to, they're going to be bummed or they're going to feel sad for you. But then they also have, then they also have to figure out what their responsibility is in their relationship with you. Like, well, so do I make sure this guy gets to the subway? Do I need to hold his hand do i need to do this do i need to do that and then they don't know what to do and so they're like you know what i don't want to deal with this yeah so i i can understand that and i and intellectually again i understand where a family member may not want to deal with that for another family member but only only like one percent do i understand that and then anything beyond (laughs) that i will admit i am closed-minded and cannot cannot wrap my head around a wife or a husband not supporting the other person when they have some physical or health issue. I I don't get it. I, I just don't get it. And maybe I'm a bad person because of that. But... I mean, I what I get... I know it, it happens. Yeah. No, and friends. I, uh, yeah. No, I, I mean, I've seen it happen. And I think part of it is that sense of a, a spouse being like, oh, I guess this is what my life is now. You know? Like... When you tie yourself to somebody, whether it be a, a wife or a kid or a sibling or whatever that you're you're tied, you know you're tied to for life. Um, when they come down with something, for them it's their own personal thing, and they get all that sympathy and they get all that you know whatever. The spouse doesn't. The spouse just you know the spouse has got to be the strong one, or the 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 parents got to be the strong one, and their life is changed forever too. You know, they're going to have to take care of that person now. They're going to have to adjust to it. You know, you and I are not going to go rock climbing ever. <laughs> not to mention that we wouldn't have before. Right. But, 
But I'm just saying, right. you know. That's off the list. Right. It's yeah. off the list. And if you were a big rock climber, that would suck. Um, so that's something that you had taken away by me. Okay. And I could see where you'd be like, well, God damn it, I wanted to. Everest is there. I need to climb it. You could still can climb it. It's just not with you. Right. But I, maybe you had that dream of us climbing. Uh, you know what I mean? I do. I do. And I'm sorry. I'm. Maybe you wanted to move to Nebraska where there's no public transit. And now we can't. I understand. Not but that I, I'm trying to put your resentment in you <laughs> for me. I think maybe you are. You're, like I said, you're sometimes self-sabotaging. The, um, I still, to me, and maybe it's just me, those seem like secondary, tertiary things. Whereas, well, you're a good person. Or, or maybe I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just more fluid. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but to me, you are the love of my life and my best friend. And that trumps moving to Nebraska or climbing Mount Everest, which I could do anyway. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I guess... But if you moved to Nebraska without me, I'd be sad. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Or we ha- we win the lottery and we have someone to drive you around. Yeah. Like, there's a way to around that. But also, the thing is, maybe it's because the other, the non-affected person in the relationship has to adjust their new normal to their new normal. Mm-hmm. And maybe some people just don't want to do that or can't see that they can do that okay i don't know i i don't want to be a jerk about it but i really i want to throttle those people <laughs> so do i that's I why punch i punch them I, in the <laughs> face repeatedly yeah no and and i think if a person is being unsupportive although there was one that i saw where the person was uh specifically being like don't use the cane pray to god god will heal you and it's like uh, i mean everybody's got their own religious beliefs but like i don't still have to help yourself yeah i think god would still you know god you have to bathe yourself god's not going to bathe you right you you still have to take care of yourself yeah yeah god didn't teleport you to work god didn't you know uh he asked you to get there um on you your had, own. You had to make it there. Yeah, you had to make it there on your own. Why make it harder on yourself? Right. Um, and that just struck me as like, wow, that person wants to put all the blame on somebody else yeah. completely. Because uh, it was a, a dad to that kid. Mm-hmm. That person wants to say, this is God's fault or this is your fault for not believing in God enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no, it's not. It's weird nature crap, and we just have to adjust to it. Well, no, let's even say, I mean, you don't want to take the God part out of it. Um, it's, it's often believed that God gives every person exactly what they can handle. Right, which is a lie. I, well, I think that's, I think that's a if, strong if, opinion about a lot, from a lot of people. And, and I'm, what I'm trying to say to you is that don't, don't say it's not God. Okay. Let, Maybe it is here, God. Maybe it is on. God. But if you say God only gives people what they can handle, then there would be no suicides. You did not. Let me finish. Okay. In this case, God gave this this kid what he could handle. That means that he has to use the tools and what's available to him to help him handle this in his life. So I'm, I'm on your side. Okay. In the sense that that doesn't mean he shouldn't use the cane. God said, you know what? 
this is yours. Figure out how to work with this. Mm-hmm. That means using all the resources, using a cane, you know, learning Braille, whatever it is. It doesn't mean throw up your hands and walk well, blindly into the street and I will guide you. Yeah. He's got other things going on for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm with you. I said, ev- so what I'm trying to say is even going down the the religious vein or the God vein, it still means you have to use the cane. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. I don't want you to be bashing anything just blindly. Okay. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I mean, whatever your religious beliefs, you know, I mean, I have my own, whatever your religious beliefs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, what you said, yeah. it's, if, if, you know, if you believe that and that's, that's your thing, You still need fine. to help yourself. Right. That's because like, you don't say to somebody in a wheelchair, pray harder. Yeah. And, and just walk and get up, crawl. get out of your chair. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. Right. Um, you use your wheelchair so you can get around. Right. So if it, when I see somebody saying the problem is you're not praying enough, it says to me, I feel bad about it. I want to blame it on something specific. Okay. I don't know who to blame, so I'm going to blame God. you or God. Okay. Um, stop that. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Um, if you still want to do it, call me up. We'll have a discussion about it. <laughs> see, that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> no, okay. bring it on. I want I want that dad to call me. I want to. I want to okay. have him on the podcast and and talk it through. Okay, but I think that's going to be something. I think that's going to turn into religion bashing rather than talking about how to interact with a son that has a sight problem. Well, we'll see. I'll try not to. Okay. I'll pick. Well, make, that, that's why I want to steer you back to the. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, maybe we'll have to put a disclaimer on that one. <laughs> right. No. Whatever your religious beliefs are, are I'm not bashing them. I okay. am just saying that. That putting your hands up, like you said, putting your hands up on any of that kind of stuff is, it, it seems to me to go against everything else that, that is out there <laughs> with religion. Um, mm-hmm. That yes, you you can have your faith and you can ask for help and you can ask for strength. But when it comes down to it, like only a handful of people have had full on physical miracles and suddenly they were able to see the next day. Mm-hmm. For the most part, what you're praying for is the strength to be able to function. Right. So... Once you've been given that strength, go use it. Yeah, Don't, I'm with you. I'm you know. totally with you. Okay, so um, that's our podcast for this week. Okay, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I I hope it's helped. I hope maybe there's it's you're able to talk to to somebody a little bit better and maybe get them to understand. Uh, hopefully, if you are a person who's listening who doesn't have it, maybe it helps you get a little better understanding. Um, and if any of those things are true, I ask you to do this. Um, I'm walking in Vision Walk. May 21st. Uh, there's a little In New York City. In New York City. Central Park. Uh, Central Park. Uh, there's a little button on the website where you can donate to our team. Team Going Blind Sucks. Uh, if you happen to be in New York and you want to walk with us, join the team. Uh, if you just want to donate because you're somewhere else or you just feel you need to donate, please do that. Uh, our goal is $4,000, uh, which we are very far from, but I would still <laughs> like to hit it. Um, as you as you may or may not know, the vast, vast, vast majority of money that is going towards um, curing most of the blind things comes from uh, p- from donations from the public. Uh, there's very little coming and through Foundation Fighting Blindness. Through Foundation Fighting Blindness specifically. Yeah. Um, which so, is, which are the people that that are sponsoring the Vision Walk? Correct. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm asking for the donations. To, to Foundation Fighting Blindness for Vision Walk, not just me. Although, 
please feel free to send me as much money <laughs> as you want. Stop. Uh, <laughs> I like money. What? Okay. Um, so please donate. Um, it, it's really the only thing, one of the only things that we can do to help battle this. Uh, and ideally, I would like to stop doing this podcast in a year because nobody has RP anymore. Wow. So That'd it won't awesome. happen because of science. But but you make a goal. But yeah, you make a goal and you, you shoot for it. it. Yep. Uh, we are on episode, I believe, nine. Eight. Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I would not. I do not want to hit a hundred. Okay. Um, because of cure, not because of <laughs> uh, anything else. Right. So, <laughs> let's make this happen, people. All right. All right. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.